Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Real quick, yes, I'm gonna ask my bride to come up. My wife, we are launching a new series this morning. Some of you might have seen it on social media, us talking about it, just called Sound the Trumpet. Call 911, we'll tell you why. The Lord led us to call it that, but I wanted my bride just to agree with God's heart just over our families as we just begin this series, so. I just wanna encourage this this morning um, to listen with the intent of responding. I think we've gotten out of the habit of expecting to respond to Jesus The word tells us in James 1 to not just be hearers of the word, but doers. And so that's what we're called to do is to respond. When his word goes out, it doesn't return void. If it doesn't return void in me, that means there's a response that comes out of me. And so even now, I want you to begin to ask Jesus, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me and how do you want me to respond? When we respond in here, it gives us courage to respond out there, amen? Amen. When we respond to Jesus and what he's doing and saying in us, in here, then it breaks off apathy, it breaks off shame, it breaks off pride, it breaks off discouragement, and it allows us to walk in the fulfillment of his promises. If I don't ever respond to Jesus, then what am I here for? So I wanna ask you, would you begin now, even now, say, Jesus, our pastor says it all the time, Jesus, speak, for your kids are listening. And we're saying, we're listening, and how do you want us to respond? I want you to, want you to just do something with me. Um, would you just close your eyes for a second? I want you to, I want you to know Do you know that right now, as we're here, all the craziness that's going on in the world, maybe the craziness that's going on in your life and in your home, right now, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. And do you know what he's doing? Hebrews 7 says that he's interceding for you. Jesus, the lamb who was slain, the king of kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus is interceding. He's praying for you. What could possibly be against us? So would you just begin to ask the Lord right now, Jesus, your word says that you're interceding for me. What are you saying? And how do you want me to respond? Maybe it's coming and asking, 
just coming down and asking someone to pray for you this morning. Maybe it's you going and praying for someone else. Maybe it's you pulling your family out of the aisle and just praying together as a family. Maybe there's something that you've prayed for a hundred times. Pray one more time. Maybe there's something that you haven't prayed for in a long time. We should be bold like his word says that we can be because we're his kids. And ask the Father one more time. Would you tell Jesus, Jesus, I want to be movable. I want to be a doer of your word. What do you want me to do with your word this morning? Jesus, we adore you. We love you. We honor you. And we don't want to stay where we are. You did not die and come back. And you are not living and making intercession for us, for us to stay the same. Jesus, thank you that your word tells us all throughout that when we call to you, you answer us. And you do great and mighty things. And I know you love to do that through your people. I love knowing that when I've called to you, you've answered. It may not have always been the answer I wanted, but it was always you. Jesus, thank you that you've made us a body of Christ that are supposed to come and link arms and help each other build and restore and mend what's broken. Thank you that we get to do that as a body. And when we do, the world will look at us and say, how? And we get to point back to you and say, Jesus, come, come and meet, come and meet this man, Jesus, that I know. So Jesus, thank you for interceding for us right now. I can't get over that. I don't ever want to get over that, that you are speaking my name right now. You're speaking our names right now, and you're living to make intercession for us. And that intercession, God, may it provoke a response in us. Move our feet. Move our hearts. Move our minds. to do and say what you are doing and saying. We love you, we honor you, and we are listening and we are ready to respond to you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can y'all thank my wife? I love you. Appreciate you just doing that for us. I want you to take your Bibles, turn to Nehemiah chapter one. Some of you have seen on social media, heard us, we're launching a new family series. Um, It's called Sound the trumpet called 911, and you'll see why we call it that because it's a blueprint um, in God's word of how God designed families that we were not made to fight against each other, that He actually positioned us together to fight for each other as God fights for us. And so it's no wonder the enemy is coming against you and your family. 
The last thing the enemy wants is for you to be walking in step with the prayers that Jesus is praying for you. Because when we fight for each other, watch, the enemy's reminded he's defeated and he's the one who's got to go, amen? Can anybody use a little less more enemy in your house and a lot more of the presence of God in your house? Well, there's a blueprint here. There's a design here. It was God's design for families. And so if it's his idea, then I wanna know what he says. And so we just, this series is just to encourage you, no matter where you find yourself as a family, how many of you are thankful that the mercy and grace of God is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and the blood still speaks a better name, amen? And his covenant is intact. And I know in an audience this size, there's been some things happen in families. There's been some things that have happened in my family. But praise the Lord, because of the yes of Jesus, I can let him heal those broken parts of my heart. I can let his arm reach down and pick me back up. I can cry out to him because his ear's not too dull to hear. And I can step right back into my destiny and I can testify to his goodness. Amen? Can we stop letting our past decisions define our future and let the choice Jesus made for us help us get back on our destiny, which is ultimately bring glory to him? That's what it's for, all right? And so that's, the, that's why there is a trumpet blast. One day, how many of you know the word says there's gonna be the ultimate trumpet blast and the father's gonna say to the son, it's time, son, go get your kids. You wanna talk about the enemy being defeated and families fighting for each other, but the reason why it hasn't happened yet is because this blueprint and design is an invitation, as my wife prayed, a response for us to walk in the victory that Jesus gave his life for now. How many of you know we don't have to wait for the coming of Jesus because he's already come and at his ascension, guess what he did? He poured out the Holy Spirit so no one is without excuse, Amen. We can hear what the Father has said, is saying, and will say, John 14, 15, and 16. If you wanna know the role of the Holy Spirit, just get it from the source. His name is God the Father. Jesus the Son is right there. And so I wanna just give you some, some things that we've been praying for before we get into Nehemiah 1 for this series because we don't wanna just get up here and go through a service. It's time that we let everything that Jesus gave his life for, we say yes to and walk in so someone else will encounter Jesus too. Do you know there's more people in our area that won't be in church today than there are, all right, they're not gonna be in church than there are in church, but here's the good news. The Holy Spirit in you goes outside these walls. So what you say yes to, what you respond to in here, someone's gonna get a chance to respond out there. That's called the kingdom of heaven. And that's how Jesus lived his life. Here's the first thing we're praying for, is that the covenant that God established with us from the beginning to the end that Jesus laid his life down for is that we would all know that it is fully restored and available for every one of us to walk in its fullness. Why? Because of the yes of Jesus. Here's what we're praying. Will you let his yes move you to say yes to? See, here's what I fear has happened. We let someone else's lack of saying yes to us in a hard situation rob us of the yes that Jesus has already said. Let me unpack it for you. Has anybody ever been hurt in this room? Oh, wow, no one. All right. Has anyone ever been hurt in this room? 
Yes, and here's what happened is the enemy wants to take that hurt, that wound, that rejection, and listen to me, he wants you to get stuck in pain and isolation. All of us could get up here and share a testimony. So here's what I want you to know. Here's what we're praying, that it's the covenant that Jesus said yes to, that he willingly laid down his life, Romans 5, 8, that even though he knew he'd make a mess of ours, he was willing to say yes to us. May I never let another, another person rob me of me saying yes to the covenant already Jesus gave his life for. I'm sealed by the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Because watch, when you say yes back to his covenant, listen to me, now while the other person who's hurt you, whoever that is, past, present, in your future, listen, they will not have the power to continue to come against your yes to Jesus. Now we flip the tables on the enemy, listen, and my yes can now agree with God's yes for their breakthrough and healing too. Do you see why the enemy wants you to get stuck in your pain? Do you see why the enemy wants you to get stuck with a broken heart? I got good news for you. The word says Jesus is near the brokenhearted. He came to heal the broken heart. How? Through his covenant. I'm just asking, and the Lord's asking you, will you respond to his covenant with a yes? What's your hope in? Is it in the other person getting better? Or is your hope in the one who's already said yes to you? Because there's a difference. When you get your covenant aligned with him, you gotta be first reconciled to him. Now you get to agree with God for the yes of someone else. You get to be a part of their breakthrough and not a hindrance to it. Come on. Is that not the kingdom of heaven? Let's see. This is what it looks like. Anybody here been forgiven? Anybody here been extended some mercy and grace? Oh, just a couple, all right? Nobody else? Those of you watching at home, what you receive, what does the word say? What I receive, because I've been forgiven, I get to forgive. But because I've received mercy, I get to be merciful. Because I have grace, I get to extend grace. Do you know what the design of family is? That's what it looks like to fight for each other. From a covenant that's already sealed. So if you feel like your family's falling apart, I got good news for you. You were made in the image of a family. It's called God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if you feel like your family's falling apart here on earth, I can assure you that family's not falling apart. And you're a part of that family if you've said yes to him. Will you let that pick you back up? Will you let that just bring just its healing and assurance? You know why? Because the generations behind us are watching. How many of you know that they're worth fighting for? And your yes will be an open door to the throne room of heaven, even if there's someone else in your family who hasn't said it yet. That's the power of God's covenant. Come on. That's what we get to say yes to. All right? Secondly is this, is we want, we're praying that the sound of the trumpet, the calling of 911, we want you to know that you were not made to go through life alone. Anybody here ever had to call 911 or know someone who has? Okay, just a few of you. That's probably good. But do you know what happens when you call 911? There's someone on the other end who's been trained to what? Come and meet your need. What we're saying to you, there's a little card in the foyer. There's one in the connector. You pick this up. We are saying no longer are we gonna let the enemy all right, isolate you because you're part of a bigger family here at the church at Bushland in this community. And if you need a couple to come alongside you, there's a skew right there. Put your phone on it. You enter your information. That's you sounding the trumpet. Call 911. I'm gonna reach out to you and we're gonna have another couple come alongside you and remind you 
you what the covenant looks like for you. His name is Jesus. And how many of you know sometimes we just get in a place where we need someone else to fight with us as God's fighting for us? It's the blueprint of Nehemiah. Will you pick up a card? Will you just take that step? Will you respond? Because we're saying as a church family, not on our watch anymore. We want to come alongside you. We want to share with you our redemptive story. We want to share with you how God's continuing to fight for us right now. A couple of months ago, my wife can testify. My daughter Mia was in the first service. We've adopted her. She's a beautiful blessing of God. Everything she does is a miracle. 911 got called from our elderly neighbors across the street. It's about bedtime. It was dark. You know when they show up in your neighborhood, everybody comes to the window. Everybody comes out. What's going on? Let me tell you, my daughter's response is going to be our response. The moment she saw the elderly man, and, and I, I won't use his name, but we know him. She knows him. Um, our neighbors, as we see each other um, coming and going, she went to the window as they're bringing him out on that gurney and putting him in the ambulance, and she said, Jesus, go now. I'm telling you, man. Jesus, go now. Can I tell you, that's what we're gonna do as a church family. If your family's in a place where you sound the trumpet, where you call 911, we'll see the blueprint here. We're just gonna agree with the authority of heaven. Jesus, you go do what you gave your whole life for. We would find out later that he literally, I mean, was having a heart attack, like it was full blockage on the way to the hospital and probably shouldn't have made it, but there was a little intercessor by the name of Mia who knew the authority in Jesus' name as she went and said, Jesus, you go now. And last night, he's out on his front porch with his wife, and he is making a full recovery in Jesus' name. And I want to say as that, that testimony goes out, that's his design for your family if you're hopeless right now, we want to come alongside you and remind you he's still hope. If you feel stuck right now, he's still the breakthrough. If the battle's too big for you, it's not too big for him. Another thing that we want to, we're praying for you guys is in the foyer and connect. Life groups kick off the week of September 12th. If you're not currently in one, fill this out. We're going to get a hold of you. We're going to plug you into a life group because how many of you know we are better together? And it's not just what you can receive, it's the gifts that you have. Your life group needs what God put in your heart. It's time we stop thinking of ourselves less than. I, I, I had this thought this week. Why do we think of things about ourselves that God doesn't even think about us? Some of you just feel like, I don't have any worth and value. I don't have anything to offer. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You've been made in the image of God, and he's given you gifts and anointings, and what you carry, your life group needs. So will you just fill this out? That's all we're asking you to do in one of those two places. We have some life groups that are going right now. If they have room, we'll, we'll, we'll connect with you and get you in one of those. But my wife and I, on Wednesday nights, 6 to 7.30, we're gonna meet with a larger group and we're gonna burst some new life groups. Hopefully, it's gonna be at the Pill Barn. You can drop your kids off here. There's gonna be three or four couples at a table, and we're gonna do life together for the next seven, eight, nine weeks as we let God connect hearts around a table and watch him birth life groups out of that setting. And you're not gonna have to be intimidated to walk into a group where everybody already knows everybody. You're gonna be on the same playing ground, and we're gonna let God come do what he wants to do heal, restore, and reconcile. And he's gonna do it in and through us. Amen?
Come on, I hope somebody gets excited about that, all right? We're excited about that. And finally is this, number four, is that you will know that as we respond, God has always been fighting for us. He's always gonna fight for you. And, and there's a wall right out here where you could see the imagery of that. Our God fights for us. August 15th, we're gonna give every family a stone. You're gonna get to write your family name on there, what scripture God's speaking over your family, a couple of testimonies of how God has fought for you or is fighting for you. We're gonna have our own Nehemiah wall out here, and you're gonna see the family that God's placed you in where we testify. Let me tell you how God fights for me. Amen? All right, is anybody excited? All right, I'm just gonna preach myself happy. I, I love it, I love it. I want us to get into Nehemiah 1 as we do. There's gonna be a verse come up on the screen, Amos 9-11. I know some of you are like, you got 10 minutes left. Yeah, you better strap in. We're going quick, all right? We're strapping in, okay? I'm just excited. I love the Lord, man. I know what he's rescued me from, who he's rescued me to, and I just want us to walk in the fullness of all he said yes to. Amos 9-11, listen, Amos and Isaiah, they come after Nehemiah, but these words were birthed before Nehemiah. The Bible's not in chronological order, and just in case you didn't know, it's listed by major and minor prophets, so I want you to know I'm sharing this with you because Nehemiah had a word that moved his heart for a people so that when opposition came, he stood on what God said, not what the accuser was continuing to come after. You know why we give in to the accuser? Because we don't know what God's saying over us and our family. And it's time that we know what God says over us and our family. Here was the word. Look at the reference, 911. Think that's coincidence? Here's a beautiful proclamation for all of us. In that day, I'll restore David's fallen tent. What was that? That was the place where the presence of God resided. I don't have time to unpack it, but when you pick up on Nehemiah, there was a whole generation where they went without the glory of God because of their disobedience. Is anybody thankful that we never have to go without the presence of God again? Do you know that's what Jesus gave his life for? So you never have to go a day without it. Then stop doing it. <laughs> if it's available, stop doing it. So Nehemiah has a word out of Amos, out of Isaiah. I'm gonna restore it. I will repair its broken places, restore its ruins, and build it as it used to be. Nehemiah saw the ruins and the rubble, the people who were living in that, all right, for a number of years now. Listen, they forgot the word of the Lord. If God said it, do you know what? He's gonna do it. But he needs a response. Will anybody say yes? Because I don't know about you, but I'm not a good manager of my runes and my rubble because I was never made to manage the mess. I was made to sound the trumpet and call 911 and watch as people come alongside me and God fights for me. He'll do a miracle out of my mess and he'll get glory for it. Are you ready to rebuild? I won't take time to read Isaiah 58, 12, but it's another, it just, at the end of it says, you will be known as repairers of cities and restorers of communities. Anybody wanna be known for that in this area? Man, this is where the Lord dwells. This is where he fights for us. This is where families walk in covenant with God and with each other, and God gets glorified. He is coming for a pure and spotless bride for your family. Are you making yourself ready? Come on. Like, y'all, this is real. And as I get into Nehemiah 1, watch this. Listen to me. Can we stop 
letting culture have the last word in our life? And can we let the covenant of God rule and reign so that wherever you go, you're not discouraged by culture because you know there's a covenant that they can step into at any time, anywhere, any place and you just got rescued out of culture, and you got birthed into the kingdom of heaven. That's much better, by the way, amen? And that's why the enemy's fighting against your family, because he wants to keep you weak. And I'm just saying it's time, no more. Family is the best form of evangelism. You show me a husband and wife that love each other. You show me a mom and dad that love their kids. You show me some kids that love their mom and dad, and they walk in the fullness of Jesus said is yes for, and that covenant looks like his covenant, and I'll show you people who get saved and rescued and delivered because that's what God's trying to reproduce. Nehemiah 1, here we go. So Nehemiah comes in. I'm just gonna pick up in verse four quickly. When I heard these things, Nehemiah said that the the, the wall of Jerusalem previous is broken down. Its gates have been burned by fire. So there's these runs, there's these rubble. And Nehemiah says, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and I prayed before the God of heaven. And then I said, I want you just to lock in. Look at the prayer that is birthed as Nehemiah positions himself underneath the covenant of God. He says, oh Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love. His covenant's unconditional, by the way. Somebody should just go, thank you, God. <laughs> With those who love him and obey his commands, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. Watch what his response is. I confess. If you want to see God begin to rebuild in your family, let it start with repentance. It's his kindness that leads to repentance. If they will get right, I will get right. I don't read that in the word. I read, I repent. I own my part in why we are where we are. And God, I know that the blood of Jesus can come and heal and cleanse and set free. And I'm sorry. God, will you do a new work in me so that out of the overflow of that, I can love, serve, and bless till there's a new work done in this other one. That's what repentance does. That's why the enemy wants you to feel guilty and ashamed. Can I tell you what Romans 8.1 says? There is no guilt or condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Can you just tell the accuser to shut up? Somebody just needs to sound the trumpet, call 911 so somebody can come along you and remind you, here's how you silence the enemy through praise. Here's how you silence the enemy by agreeing with God and breaking agreement with him. Yeah, Woo, come on. Remember, let's see, he says in verse seven, we've acted wickedly toward you. We've not obeyed the commands, the decrees, the laws you gave your servant. Remember the instruction. He's, gonna, he's just reminding God of the covenant he established. And it's just a beautiful thing as Nehemiah is not gonna be distracted by the schemes of the enemy, but he's gonna be a fulfillment of God's covenant of Amos 9-11, of Isaiah 58. And it's all because this is what is in what God's heart already we just got to respond. Is anybody thankful for those who respond to the covenant of God? I hope you have people like that in your life because they'll help you do the same thing. Look at Nehemiah 2, 17. I'm flying. But as a result, as this goes out, then he says to the people after he inspects the runes himself, you see the trouble we're in? 
Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, here's the word of the Lord. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. Can I just prophetically just agree with that over us? That we have no more families within our community that feel more disgraced, but that we would be a display and a demonstration of God's power as we sound the trumpet and call 911, amen? Is anybody ready to flip the tables back on the enemy? Come on, Jesus gave his life for it. He's the one who's defeated, not me, not you. We make this hard, and it's a thing called pride. Can I just tell you, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> I got a sword of faith. I got a breastplate of righteousness. I ain't got anything on my backside. I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus. You're defeated. I'm leaving you behind. We're carrying his kingdom wherever we go. The light always overcomes the darkness. Nehemiah says, we're gonna rebuild. Look at verse 18. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God upon me and what the king said to me. That's all we're gonna do when you sound the trumpet. We're gonna remind you what God says. We're gonna remind you what God has done, what Jesus said, what Jesus is doing, and we're gonna watch him do a miracle in your life too. I also told them about, there it is, and they replied, so let us start rebuilding. I pray that's your response before you leave here today. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rebuild. Let's believe this covenant. Let's believe this word. And so watch exactly what happens when you make that commitment. Look at verse 19. So Samballot, Tobiah, they hear about this, and they're like, what is this you guys are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? How many of you know when you begin to trust God for a breakthrough, the accuser voice is gonna just try to get louder in your life? See, that's who, you read it all through the book of Nehemiah. The enemy is still gonna be a deceiver, a deceiver and schemer, but now we're gonna stop listening to the accusations and the deceptions. We're not gonna entertain unbelief, all right, or doubts anymore. We're gonna go, no, let me tell you what my sword says. Let me tell you what the truth and promises of God say, because that's what Nehemiah was doing, because once you sound the trumpet by families, we're going to come together. I'll show you in the word, and our God's going to fight for us. So look at Nehemiah's response in verse 20. I answered these accusers. I answered these accusations by saying to them, the God of heaven will give us success. Somebody needs to just remind yourself in the hope of the Lord, God is going to give us success. He's going to be our breakthrough. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, Nehemiah tells the enemy, you got no share in this, in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. Do you know why it's called the last days in the end times? Because it's the last of Satan's days and it's the end of his times as Jesus comes to rule and reign here on earth. He's got no part in it. And that's why he's trying to keep you from having a part in it. And even if you've already said yes, he'll still meddle with you because the last thing he wants is a bunch of sons and daughters running around looking like their dad. Do you know you can do that? 1 John 2, 6, let us walk like Jesus walked. What did Jesus do? He just walked around looking like his dad with his authority, and as he did, what? The demons had to resist and go. No different in our day. We got the Holy Spirit just like Jesus did, Acts 10, 38. Woo, all right. Dang, we're done. All right, we're gonna finish here. Look at Nehemiah 4. The whole, the whole first part, man, just opposition, opposition, opposition. So here's the blueprint, Nehemiah 4.12. 
Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us 10 times over, even from within, look at this, wherever you turn, they're gonna attack us. Can I just tell you, there's gonna be some haters. There's gonna be some naysayers. There's gonna be some people who give you not good counsel. If it's not first birth in God's heart and in his word, you have a choice. Stop listening to ungodly counsel and start listening to the Holy Spirit who is the counselor. If it's not first said in his word, then don't you entertain it. And these Jews, they tried to discourage them because they had been living under opposition. Your breakthrough's not dependent on somebody else's breakthrough. Your breakthrough's dependent upon Jesus who broke through the grave, amen? He, he ain't there, y'all. <laughs> he got up. It's time we get up. Are you resurrected like he is? That's what the word says. Therefore, look what Nehemiah did in verse 13. I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places. Here it is, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. I'm so glad I didn't live in that day, but I'm so glad I live in this day. Here's what my sword looks like. Here's what my spear looks like. Here's what my bow looks like. Verse 14, after I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't you be afraid of the enemy. And I'm saying that to all of us as an echo of God today. You remember the Lord who is great and awesome, and you fight, here it is, for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. That's God's design for your family. Is that not good news? And that's why the enemy is attacking you because he knows God's design will always prevail. Because look what it then says down in verse 19. Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is extensive and spread out, and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, there it is, join us there, and our God will fight for us. My wife prayed, respond. If you currently know, you know what? We need someone to come alongside us and help us get a breakthrough with whatever you feel like you're currently being overwhelmed by. Do you see the language in verse 13? He positioned them at the lowest points, the exposed places, for the purpose, what? To be rebuilt and restored and rebuilt redeemed, all those words that God would get glory. Is anybody thankful for the blueprint that God has for your family? Yes, come on. Your family is not your enemy. They are not your enemy. Our battle's against not flesh and blood, but against the principalities. Listen, say yes to the yes of Jesus and get to agree with God for the breakthrough of your loved one. I say this to our students. I'm gonna ask the worship team to come. I say this to our students all the time. You would never let anyone else say to your brother or sister what you say to your brother or sister. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So then why are we saying those things? Do you know what you get to do? You get to get in the presence of God and go, God, what do you say about my spouse? What do you say about my kids? What do you say about my parents? Because God loves to fulfill his word. He loves to perform his word. And I'm just saying, will you respond to the yes of Jesus? We're fixing to blow the shofar. We're gonna sound the trumpet. This is the, we're coming into the month of Elul. 
which is the Hebrew month, one of the 12, and guess what they do? I didn't know this when God led us to this series. They sound the trumpet every morning in the month of Elul. God's strategy, God's divine appointment for our families. Before we moved out here, I'll close with this. I had a family reach out to me. They were upside down. And I'm so proud of them because I'm thankful Lana and I have had times in our life where we knew we had the Lord, but there's sometimes where you, according to the blueprint of the word, is let's let some other families who hear God come alongside us so that we can clearly hear what the Father's saying and get the healing and breakthrough. Can I tell you the fruit on our lives is because we were willing to humble ourselves and respond to people that God had raised up around us to help us through our parts that still needed to be healed and broke through. This is not a sign of weakness. This is a sign of victory. The sound of the trumpet is a sound of victory. And listen to me. This isn't so you'll be exposed. This is so the enemy will be exposed. If you've got some things that you need to bring into the light through repentance, the blood of Jesus has already spoken you're forgiven. This is a judge-free zone. We want to be a part of the breakthrough because it cost Jesus his life. And that family called me, and here's why. Because the stepson had ran away, and he'd been gone for three or four days. He had just come back, and they just said, we need a miracle. What we're doing's not working. They didn't tell the stepson I was coming. I had a little bit of a relationship with him. He had locked himself in the bathroom when I got there. And I just said this to him through that door. I said, give us five minutes, because here's what I'll promise you. This conversation's not gonna be about you. This conversation's gonna be about magnifying the person of Jesus, listen to me, and resetting the foundation in this home through God's word and God's design, and watch what he does so your family can now be rebuilt, amen? He came out, we sat at the table, the stepdad, the mom, son, younger daughter, and guess what we did? We started with the stepdad. We just said, will you begin to confess the truth of who God is? And as he did that, then the mom did that, and watch, the kids followed suit. Did you know your kids will imitate you, good or bad? They began to confess the foundational truths of who is God. He's love, he's forgiver, he's healer, he's the reconciler, because that's who he is. And then when you see God rightly, you can begin to see yourself rightly. And we let each one just confess out loud, how does God see you as his son? How does God see you as his daughter? And we started with the dad again. And everybody went around that table. Can I just tell you, as they begin to confess those truths, the presence of the enemy had to get up and go because he can't stand the praise and the agreement with God. James 4, 7, he gotta go. And then we invited them Hey, will you just hear what God says over each other? And as the stepdad began to ask what God said about his stepson, it only led him to begin to then say, and you know what? I need to say to you, I'm sorry. Because when I said this or did this, I was wrong. Will you forgive me? And can I tell you what the stepson then did? He immediately said, and you know what? When I said that and did that, I was wrong. Sound the trumpet, call 911, and let someone come in and remind you who the foundation is. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Mia said it best, Jesus, go now. We didn't come in to sit at a table and tell that 
stepson, everything he did wrong. We came to elevate the person of Jesus and what he gave his life for and let the foundation be reset so now we can build together as a family and God get glory for it. And that changed that family, I promise you. Why? Because that's the kingdom of heaven. Anybody ready to hear this shofar blast? But I pray you don't just hear it. I pray it resonates in your heart and you're ready to respond. We're gonna have a ministry couple back there by that camera, a ministry couple back there in that corner. We're gonna have one here, one here, one here. Do not leave here today without someone getting a chance to agree with God for you if you just need that beginning of just letting God fill your heart with greater measures of his and begin reconciliation with him first and with you guys or whatever it is. If you need to say yes to Jesus, today's the day of salvation. Don't leave here lost. You can say yes today. So I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna let Trent blow the shofar. I want us to stand. And then ministry teams, go ahead and get in place. And then I want, as they begin to lead us in worship, then you respond to the Lord this morning. You respond to the Lord this morning. So God, we receive and we respond. Thank you for fighting for us in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using The Church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.